Okay. All right. Here on Lighthearted, I just slammed it on my It finally happened. It finally <laughs> happened. So here on Lighthearted, it is an ongoing meme. It is the joke of the show that we always make a Diablo Immortal joke. And by God, ladies and gentlemen, we got a Diablo Immortal trailer. And all I got to say is I guarantee you, Blizzard, listen to our show. And they're like, wow, these guys are really passionate about Diablo Immortal. We got to get a trailer out fucking ASAP. Uh, yeah. Now I'm recording. Okay, good. I was worried. <laughs> you were worried we were going to do this whole conversation and it wasn't recording? Yes, like last time. What do you mean last time? What are you talking about? You know what I'm talking about. Really the do. beans. Oh, are you talking about when you like were trying to pitch like a really solid like little intro part for like Real Talk though or something and I wasn't even recording? Yeah, I said this whole thing, and you were like, oh, dude, I wasn't recording. And I'm like, man, fuck it. Do it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's mean. That's <laughs> fuck it, man. Fuck it, do it yourself. John's sending me a message, apparently. Ooh. Hot. Did you pick up Fairy Tale? No, I did not, but I'll come back to that. John, if you're listening to my podcast, no, I did not, but I'll message you back. Wait, is the new Fairy Tale game come out? Yeah, it came out a few days ago. I bet it sucks. Uh, we'll see what John says. We'll see what John says here. Uh, but, does, but does John like crappy anime games? He like yeah, because he likes the sword art games. Well then, there you go. Yeah. So can you, you really trust that opinion? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I was thinking it's about like, I was thinking about asking him if I could borrow his Switch so I could grind candy. <laughs> it's like asking like Brady or Davin, right? Their opinions on food because you know like they like a lot of shit. That's true. They do. You're right. It'd be like, oh, dude, I just had chocolate-dipped bacon Sunday. Oh, bro, so good. Jahawa approved. <laughs> All right, man, <laughs> man, you're not wrong, dude. Davin will basically Jahala approve anything. Dude, I even got the I got got the dude to fucking jerk it on like and fucking cock snot all over my fucking bacon. Did you say cock snot? Yeah, cock snot, man. Okay, okay, I kind of cut out. Uh, that's why I was a little like. Uh, like what? <laughs> yeah, I got him to cock snot all over my fucking chocolate dipped bacon sundae, dude, bro. It was only a dollar fifty extra worth. You wait, <laughs> wake up at one in the morning and you look at your penis. I can milk you. <laughs> no, dude, that meme kills me. I don't know why. It's just so fucking stupid. <laughs> no, the only meme that gets me every single time I see it is when the kid is like fucking strapped in for turbo shit. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's a good turbo one. shit away. That's a good one. That's a good one. I respect it. It's a solid uh, meme. All right, let's uh, let's let's actually hit the intro now because we're almost three minutes in. So, <clears throat> what's going on, everyone? Welcome into Lighthearted episode thirteen. I think pretty sure it's thirteen. If it's not, whatever. You'll see it in the title. It is what it is. Uh, I'm Alex Light, also known as Zeno. We also have here Nick, also known as Therb Life, also known as Plug Daddy here in the realm of Lighthearted. Hello, Plug Daddy. How are you plugging today? Gentlemen. What? I said hello, gentlemen and lady gentlemen. <laughs> so today, for this episode, we got a few different things to... Uh, 
few different things to talk about. Uh, we are actually introducing a new little segment here to the show. It'll be called STS, which is short for uh, Shoot the Shit. So STS segment is a segment that we're going to throw in for, I mean, I'll be up front. I'm not going to bullshit you. It's going to be for episodes where we don't have as much to talk about as we'd like to. So we're just going to throw in an STS about whatever we want and it's, just shoot the shit because, you know, Is this it. a filler episode? It, no, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. No. <laughs> well, okay. Look. All right. So STS is going to be a good part for the show, in my opinion, because it's going to give me and Nick to talk, uh, give a chance to talk about things that we really love and enjoy that is not necessarily in the current news because this show is very heavily reliant on current news in the gaming, movie, TV world and reliant on us playing or watching, you know, new, new games and movies and whatnot. So the STS is just going to give us a chance to maybe go back in time and talk about like a certain game that is not being talked about anymore and just, you know, reminisce about how great it was, whatever. So we are going to have an STS segment for this episode here today where we're, we're going to be talking about the uh, Avatar franchise, not the blue people, uh, but, you know, Whoa. not the blue people. We're not talking about the blue Whoa. people. Whoa, brother. You oh, can't brother. say blue people. Uh, they're blue people. What do you want me to what do you want me to call them? <laughs> they're called pigment what what are Challenge. they called what are they called? i don't know i have no they're idea what they're called they're, I'm, i they're still actually never called s- the navi navi Jesus. that's what that's what it was i should have known that from the fucking bro avatar you've been now. on the ride i know i know <laughs> well i keep in mind i've never actually seen avatar i still okay i have attention everyone bro, okay, alex okay. light has never seen avatar oh okay, my god go ahead i have the movie all right okay all you gotta do is be like hey buh can i borrow that and i've been like yeah, sure, brother. Here you go. <laughs> Man, you know as well as I do that will never happen. Like, if I'm going to watch something, like, that's not, like, necessarily, like, in my interest, you're going to have to sit down and make me watch it. I'm just going to put it on your TV when you're at work, and then when you come home, you'll turn on your TV and just halfway through Avatar. <laughs> I'll be very confused. <laughs> you'll just be like, what the fuck is going on? Why the hell is this half-naked blue... Wait, was this dude in a wheelchair? What the fuck, now he's running? <laughs> Man, whatever. One day I'll see the movie. One, I'll, I'll see the movie before the before it's, the second one comes out. How's it's, that? It's been 11 years. Man, get off, get off me with that. Like, all right, I don't, I don't no. I've never, I've never been interested to see the movie. I've never been interested to see it. Yeah, but it's like the, the highest grossing movie of all time. Was. Well, you know, for a long time. For a there long time, yes, you are correct. All right, well, let's let's actually jump into the show. Uh, first, Mr. Uh, plug Daddy is about to fill us up with some plugs. Got some plugs oh, to drop. Boy. We got some uh, important stuff going on with Spark Yo. E3 very soon that he needs to plug for us. Oh, shit. All right, boys, lady boys. <laughs> Today, here's your plugs brought to you by... Hershey's Incorporated. All right. Uh, first, we got our own plugs. We got the Sparky Three shit, the Twitter, the Twatter, the 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 YouTube. Wait, did you say Twitter and, and Twatter? Yes, Twitter okay. and Twatter. Okay, just making sure. And the YouTube, uh, the Twitch, which is going to be up and running soon, hopefully. Um, we have the Facebook page as well. You have my shit. Third Wife Gaming across the board now. 
So, you know, be sure to upgrade, uh, upgrade, update that. Uh, yeah. Um, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Twatter, all the way across the board. Third Life Gaming now. No more Third Life 04. I didn't want to confuse you guys anymore, and I didn't realize that it was that easy to change your name. So, <laughs> um, also, plugs. Here you go. Plug in the Patreon. Thank you to Jared for the, what, Tier 4 sub tier on four. Patreon. That's right. Tier 4. The, Jared going out boys. of his mind. I know. He's losing it. Uh, you get to play one round of Overwatch with me, and I will drink, and I will swear, and I will say things. And then um, also plugging the Amiibo Budokai. Uh, hopefully we get that up and running sometime in the next couple weeks, I believe. Yeah, it should be. So it's just, you know, Amiibo the smash amiibo tournaments 1v1s you know bracket whatever uh we'll do that that'll be up and up up soon so look look for that on the uh, sparky 3 channel and uh we should do like a uh like a update video for it just to go over all the shit before we actually start so yeah, all the rules and how we're gonna yeah, do look, everything look for that mm -hmm. uh other plugs uh I think that's about it. I think that's all the plugs. Nah, dude, you forgot, you forgot the most important one. Oh, dude, I did. Yeah, dude, Duh. it's literally on the script. Like, come on, man. Wait, we, we don't have a script. Don't tell them that, okay? We, we make this stuff up every week. How could I forget? Because today, boys marks the one-week mark before the DBA draft. So... Be sure to join the Discord, follow my channel, follow the Spark E3 channel. You'll be able to see every game every week, uh, only from these two point of views, though. So True. if you don't like my voice, fuck off. Go to his. If you don't like his voice, fuck off. Go to mine. If you don't like either of us, then either just fuck of us, off. Yeah, then just fuck off, all right? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much your two choices. Yep, yep. So DBA... Uh, it's going to be pretty hype this season. True. I'm excited. I'm still working on my team, fleshing it out, finishing up the roster. Uh, I'll be looking forward to that. Is it? You said Saturday, right? Yeah, it's, is next, it Saturday? it's next okay. Saturday. The 8th is the actual Do we draft. have a time? No, we don't have a time yet, but I mean, it should be just be whenever. Uh, I know because I know I'm off, you're off, Josh is off. Jared should be off. So it really comes down to when Jared's going to wake up. <laughs> so here is the play. You guys could actually draft Jared's team for him because he we are going to do it without him. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to be part of the Pittsburgh Pimplups, boys? Well, then that's how you do it. Jared, I'm sorry. Everyone's picking your stuff for you. You don't have a say in the matter. That's what you get for being a Tier 4 sub. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, That's it. DBA, big hype. Big, big hype. Uh, we're, me and Nick, we're going to do a uh, draft breakdown pretty much as soon as the draft is over. We're gonna we're gonna hit each other up um, with some vid calls and stuff, and they're gonna hit each other. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're, then we're gonna hit each other and hit we're on hit. each other. Yeah, and, I was gonna say we're gonna hit on and around each other. Yep, yep. and uh, do a full draft breakdown, give our thoughts of uh, our opposing uh, our opposing teams in Arkansas State Lycan Rock, coached by Josh and my co-host over at Real Talk Bo. And, Wait, we uh, have the Lycan Rocks again? I thought it was the Trash and Rocks. That's right. He changed it to Trash and Rocks. I forgot. My bad. Ah, yeah. I'm there not, you go. I, I didn't keep up with it. That's my fault. Uh, and then but, we have uh, the Pittsburgh Piplups, coached by Jared, our tier, our tier four uh, patron. Appreciate you. 
And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, man. Season two is going to be a blast. Uh, I'm already prepping for season three, uh, super, pre- super ready for season three next year. Uh, but season two is going to be an absolute blast. Super, super excited. I got my team, I think, ready to go as long as I can get everything. But uh, it's going to be a great time. Um, one thing that I do want to go ahead and kind of, you know, plant the seeds for right now. Uh, if you enjoy the DBA, you enjoyed watching uh, Nick's games on his channel on YouTube. I did not upload anything for season one. But if you enjoyed his games, if you enjoyed listening to our breakdowns every single episode, if you're gonna, if you just enjoy the concept of the DBA, hey, I got some pretty cool news. We actually have merch on the way. Believe it or not, of, uh, believe well- it or not. We got merch. It is on the way. I'm setting up a shop. The shop is almost ready to go. You know, if you want to, if you want to buy a shirt or a hoodie in any of your favorite coaches' uh, teams, or just the DBA logo itself, just support the DBA. You know, you know, hey, I, we, we're all going to appreciate it. We're going to have special discount codes right when the shop launches. We're going to have a discount code for a limited time for I believe thirty percent off for just a short period of time. So make sure to jump on that and buy some merch. It's going to be really, really yeah, cool. Be sure to buy the Washington Whimsicott shirt where underneath it says hashtag suffering. So <laughs> Yeah, and that's another thing is that uh, we're looking to get some, like, some special like funny meme shirts out of it as well. Right now, all that we have on the shop that uh, is just all the basic logo stuff, season one logo, season two logo, the the normal DBA logo, all the teams, and that's it. But we are we do actually have some other shirts in the works that are just like more like comedic ones. Like uh, I've got one for Pez Dispenser, who is my Duraladin in season one. Uh, I have a Buff Momo shirt idea that I'm working on. Uh, the hashtag suffering I think would be really funny for uh, the Washington Whimsicotts. Uh, we got we got all sorts of stuff. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Make sure to keep an eye out for that. Uh, so now let's actually jump into the show. <laughs> Fifteen minutes in, right? Let's actually jump into it now. Okay. All right. Here on Lighthearted, I just slammed it on my desk. It finally happened. It finally <laughs> happened. So here on Lighthearted, it is an ongoing meme. It is the joke of the show that we always make a Diablo Immortal joke. And by God, ladies and gentlemen, we got a Diablo Immortal trailer. And all I got to say is I guarantee you, Blizzard, listen to our show. And they're like, wow, these guys are really passionate about Diablo Immortal. We got to get a trailer out fucking ASAP. I don't really care about the trailer. I mean, it is what it is, dude. I just thought it was fucking hilarious that we finally got a trailer. Uh, I mean the trailer. Yeah, it, it it looks just like a fucking Diablo game. Yeah, I mean it's nothing, it's nothing special. It's a Diablo game on on mortal on mortal on mobile. Jesus. Yeah. Wow. It, it's nothing special. It's just funny, just because I, we we have to mention it. We fucking talk about Diablo Immortal every fucking episode, but we just got another trailer. Still, we have no idea when it's coming out. Uh, so yeah, yeah you know, you... T- for the joke, here I am with my new phone, still waiting for Diablo Immortal. Uh. But yeah, that joke will continue until that fucking game drops. It is our All right. it is our goal. All right, boys, welcome to Lighthearted episode 283. It finally happened. We could stop making the fucking joke. <laughs> finally. Boys, uh, I've been playing Diablo Immortal. Sorry I haven't been on the show. My bad, guys. I'm just so addicted to this amazing gameplay. I've upgraded phones seven times since they ever I've got know, the, announced the same thing. I've got the Samsung uh, Fold now. I've got the Samsung Fold 6. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, something happened this week, okay? Besides the Diablo Immortal trailer. That was, that, oh. was, that was pretty funny. That was a big deal to us here on this show. But something else happened. Something that we love so much to talk about. And that is a leak. So, leak. We we got a leak. We're not gonna. All right. So let me also say something about a leak. We like talking about leaks, okay? But I want to point something out. We made a terrible mistake, 
episodes ago when we broke down that Pokemon leak. We spent so much fucking time on a leak that ended up not being true. So we're not going to do that. We're not going to spend every fucking minute talking about this leak. But there was a leak that popped up about a PlayStation state of play, which is basically the equivalent of Nintendo Direct. Uh, apparently it's going to be coming sometime soon. Uh, the video that Nick linked me, they said in the video, August 6th was like the leak day on the actual leak that was sent. I didn't see the date on there unless I missed it, but this leak is pretty, pretty cool. It's got some pretty cool stuff. Uh, apparently kicking off the, uh, the, uh, the state of play is uh, new silent Hill. That's a pretty big deal. Uh, metal slug is coming back. Uh, got to, you're going to get to see, um, uh, red dead redemption Two enhanced edition coming to the PlayStation five, which, yeah, I don't know what enhanced means. I would automatically assume just returning, you know, like uh, an upgraded and upgrading graphics. Something. But like I was telling Nick, just shooting the shit. I kind of sly hope it also might mean like more like campaign content because it's they've Rockstar's gone on record saying they've cut about five hours of story content that were that was done. And, you know, even the voice actors for Dutch and Arthur have you know both agreed that there was at least one mission involving Arthur and Dutch involving a train. Of, they didn't go into details of what the mission included. They kept it a secret, but they uh, they wish that mission made it into the game. So you know, me that is probably like my second favorite game of all fucking time. I would really love to have a little bit more story content. You know, I, that'd be pretty dope. But I uh, had Overwatch two campaign trailer, which is pretty interesting. Um, you know, one thing that was pretty cool was, uh, the reveal of the Harry Potter game that we talked about a few episodes ago called, you know, it's just called Hogwarts school of uh, magic, whatever, you know, that'd be pretty cool. Hard knocks. Yes. School (laughs) of hard knocks, Hogwarts edition. So, I mean, that'd be pretty cool. Um, you know, more Spider-Man hype, Gran Turismo hype, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but talking about Spider-Man in this uh, leak, they'd mentioned that it's like a Spider-Man Miles Morales trailer and then the collector's edition revealed, which. I'll probably buy, but something that's been rumored here recently that I think is pretty cool is there's there's the possibility of Spider-Man PS4 potentially being included with the with the Miles Morales purchase. But in reference to that, it'll not necessarily be on the same disc. We'll either get a second disc of Spider-Man PS4, uh, or you'll get like a digital code to download it, which you know we've seen before in some games. I know like. Uh, uh, I think it was. I think it was actually uh, Gears Four. If you would buy Gears Four, you would literally get a download code for Gears One, Two, Three, and Judgment, which was a really awesome purchase for sixty bucks. Getting didn't five. You buy that? I did. Yeah. I mean, you get five games for sixty bucks, basically. It's that. And was then pretty, you that was sell it. <laughs> you sell it. And you're like, hey, these codes have never been used. Yeah, yeah. I never <laughs> used them because I didn't have the space on my Xbox. And like the GameStop guy was like, right, dude, are you sure you need? You, you don't want to keep this? I'm like, nah, nah. Leave it as a surprise for someone. I don't care. But no, I mean, that, so that could be a possibility. And, you know, when I saw this rumor, I didn't really put a lot of credit to it. I'm just like, man, that'd be really cool. I mean, Spider-Man is one of my favorite games of all time. I fucking loved that game, everything about it. And then I started to think, I'm just like, you know, that is actually a legitimate possibility because Sony has, like, when they, before they actually revealed the PS5, like, any sort of talking and hype up they did about the console, like, in terms of how fast it was loading and everything... They constantly use Spider-Man as their example benchmark where, you know, for, you know, when it comes to Spider-Man, you, uh, you can fast travel in the game. I'm saying that because a lot of, some people may not have fast traveled. I did not fast travel a lot. I liked swinging around the city. I thought it was fun. But you can fast travel. And fast traveling, it shows a little cutscene of, like, Spider-Man, you know, chilling at a, at a train, whatever, on his phone or some shit. And uh, that, you know, that, that loading screen was maybe like 10 seconds, 12 seconds or so, you know, and they, they've constantly used that as an example before the actual reveal of the console that, oh, hey, you know, that loading screen is like two seconds on the PS5. 
So the fact, you know, and then it, I just started to click. It started to click in my head. It's like, man, they, they've constantly used Spider-Man as, like, the benchmark example of how fast this console is going to run. So I was like, oh, shit, it's possible. Once I read this rumor and I thought about it, I was like, oh, shit, it could actually come to the PS5, you know, being included with Miles Morales, which would be really, really dope. I'd really enjoy that. Oh, yeah, brother. You know, Nick, Nick's got Spider-Man, hasn't even played it yet because he's hateful. Man, I got a lot on my plate, right? <laughs> yeah, I know you do. We're going to talk about what's on your plate with some... Uh, we got a P5R update, finally. Persona 5 uh, Royal, for anyone that's not up to date on the the acronyms there. Um, we do have a Persona 5 uh, Royal update from Nick. No Horizon update from me. I've been I've been hard grinding Pokemon, uh, getting ready for uh, DBA. Um, plus, I'm trying to slow down because I think I'm pretty close to beating it, which I'm not a big fan of. Uh, but no, I mean, if Spider-Man comes to the PS5, dude, that's going to be really, really hype. Um, so, you know, talking about Sony, let's talk about their competitor, uh, Microsoft. Uh, it's been noticed here recently that um, Microsoft has taken off the ability to buy Microsoft Gold, uh, like the 12 months and stuff like that. And apparently they're planning to go away from it. And something else they're planning to do is they're planning to match Sony and in terms of the free-to-play games where you don't have to require membership. Because if you're on Xbox now... You have to have gold to play stuff like Fortnite, Warzone, whatever. But meanwhile, with Sony, you don't have to have PS Plus. Um, Nick, do you think like <laughs> do you think Microsoft's kind of late to, late to the game on that? I mean, it's, it's great they're finally doing it, but don't you think they should have already done that already to match Sony? I mean, yeah, but how long did Nintendo have fucking free free uh, online services? <laughs> I mean, true. Since the Wii, so what two thousand seven seven? Yeah. Well, so 13 years yep well 12 years i guess well no it was free switch was free the first few months i think until 2020 so 13 years yeah i mean playstation was free for the longest time until ps4 came out yeah those ps3 servers were garbage yeah uh so what exactly they're getting rid of gold so so that they can get free games like were you getting free games with gold anyway or you had to have the, gold you, to play the you, online games you had to have gold to play the online games to, like but like in terms of like getting games to play whatever I, you know that's game pass is what they have their subscription service so i guess they're, they're you know because like going into this generation they have a big focus on the game pass which was really talked about in that showcase where i mean you can get game pass on your pc which is going to help you know like we talked about last episode to get like halo infinite on your pc fable etc you can get game pass on your phone i think it's on your phone now or it's in beta right now well, how on your do phones. I play it when i'm playing diablo immortal right am i gonna have to get two phones you might have to get two phones man <laughs> well fuck yeah i know <laughs> But, uh, no, Game Pass is, I think, in beta um, for uh, mobile right now. I mean, their big focus right now is Game Pass. I think Microsoft's play is they don't want to charge people for gold and Game Pass. They just want to put all their money into Game Pass and focus on Game Pass strictly. Um, but I think, you know, in terms of the free-to-play stuff, not requiring them to have membership, I mean, that that just, I mean, that it, it's literally a, quote, free-to-play game, so I mean, I mean, that makes sense. They're the only ones doing that, because even when you have the PlayStation, right, if you don't have the PS Plus and, you you know, you download a game or whatever, let's, you know, like you got, uh, what was it, uh, what the hell is that stupid-ass game that everyone hates right now? The Last of Us. Right. So you got The Last of Us for free, didn't you? Oh, yeah, 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 the, yeah, the original Last of Us, yeah, you'd get it with the PS Plus. Yeah. Yeah. So you got that for free when it was, you know, the month thing or whatever. So yep. as long as you have a PS Plus, you get to play the game. But if you don't have PS Plus, then you don't get to play the game. True. So 
from what I from what I understand, what you're telling me is that Xbox is like, all right, you know, just have a game. Here you go. It's free. Done. You can play whenever. So they're the only ones doing that. That's a good point. That's a good point. You know, in, in terms of the free-to-play stuff, uh, one thing that was said recently, which is very interesting to me, uh, being a former Massive fan, is apparently Halo Infinite multiplayer is going to be free-to-play. And with that being said, as everyone knows, free-to-play games very commonly involves microtransactions. Uh, they they claim there will be no microtransactions. It'll be free-to-play multiplayer. And they still claim that they're standing their ground that there's not going to be a Battle Royale in Halo Infinite, which is the big thing now. Um, so it's going to be very interesting to see like if the multiplayer truly is free-to-play like, and there's no microtransactions. Like, are people... Are people gonna buy the game? I mean, what's I mean, those people that really want to play the campaign, yeah, sure. But you know, there's I mean, they'll of... probably have like a battle pass or something. I mean, that's not. Right. I wouldn't consider that a microtransaction. I wouldn't either. So I, w- I would say a battle pass is very likely, personally. So that that it'll be like, all right, guys, every you know two or three months, fifteen dollars, please, or whatever, how much it is. And in terms of a battle pass, isn't it a possibility that a battle pass will be coming to like uh, Overwatch, like one or two or something? Like, what what was the, what was the deal uh, on that? I don't know necessarily. I know the, the, there was let me, talks. let me also say this is strictly just rumors. This is not confirmed. Like, we, there is no one that said this is happening. This is just me and Nick speculating based on stuff. I'm sorry to interrupt I, you, Nick. Please continue. Well, fuck off. First of all, don't interrupt me again, bitch. Wow. All right. Well, uh, I'm ending the show now. That's rude. Okay. Good. Bye. <laughs> Wait. Hold on. Byzies. Byzies. <laughs> no, I think for Overwatch, I think I want to say that Jeff came out and said Jeff, being Jeff Kaplan, the director, came out and said that they were going to make Overwatch the base game free to play, and like you can still play Overwatch, and it will like connect with Overwatch Two. So you'll be playing Overwatch Two, but with Overwatch Two, you're pretty much buying the game to uh you know get, unlock the campaign and the single player and all that crap and like maybe the new modes or something i like i don't know i don't know a whole lot about it but that's kind of what i remember from what they told us i know they just had like an ama the other day and then they had another one yesterday and apparently they had another one today so i hadn't watched the video for today yet today being saturday <laughs> that's a lot of amas they're pumping them out aren't they yeah they had one you know, for uh, Overwatch, and then they have one for, like, Overwatch 2 or whatever. Right. So I'm just ready to see what character they bring. Uh, they got a bunch of characters that they can still work with. Like, I'm, I'm ready for Maga, man. I'm not Maga or what the hell's name. Maui. No, it's not Maui. It starts with M. Maga. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> they have a, a guy that was in Overwatch in, in one of the comics. He was, like, one of the, you know, characters or whatever. That fought crime, like, you know, helped them. And what the hell is his name? Hold on, I'm going to look it up real fast. Uh, but, you know, they have, like, all these characters for Overwatch. Like, you know, they still have the Junker Queen. They still have that Miss whatever. Uh, Honestly, I don't know the comics. Miss Hong that, that or whatever. Oh, I, I, knew about, I know about Miss Hong. That was one of the possible original possible uh, characters. What the hell is that guy's name? Well, uh, while, while you're looking that up, let me go ahead and throw this in. Um, so... This week also, um, we had uh, some Avengers gameplay released, about 20-something minutes of it. Pretty cool. I'm super pumped for that game. 
uh, I'll be streaming this game when it when it comes out at twitch.tv slash alexlike23, so make sure to check that out. Uh, Hawkeye, who everyone's been questioning, and they even made a joke about it in the trailer. It's just like, you know, we're here to sh- you know answer some of your main questions, and, you know, like the top questions we've been getting is, you know, besides Hawkeye, is this and that. They even made a joke about it, but Hawkeye will be confirmed to be playable post-launch. So that's going to be pretty cool. So you know we're going to be able to play, like, Iron Man, Cap, Thor, Hulk, um, Black Widow, Hawkeye, Miss Marvel, and honestly, I don't know if it's confirmed, but I mean, he was in the original trailer. Uh, uh, Hank Pym, Ant-Man, uh, is going to be in the game in some capacity. I don't know if we'll get to play as him, but either way, uh, super pumped for this game. Super, super pumped. I'll be, I'll be streaming it. It's going to be a great time. Uh, Nick, do you have the name of that character you're talking about? Yeah, I'm going to send you a picture of him. Okay. He was in the he was in the Baptiste one. He was in the Baptiste comic. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, he looks familiar. His name's Malga or M A M A U G A, not like Malga, like you know Trump, Trump, but like <laughs> yeah, you know they have him. They got a couple other heroes they can put in, so that'd be pretty hype. We need we need good tanks. And we need fun supports because like supports kind of like a boring role to play right now. Those but, are the only two roles I like to play. So yeah, <laughs> tanks fun, DPS is can be fun, and support is just lackluster. It's like all right, I can play Moira. Yay! Right click, sometimes ball. Yay. <laughs> Engaging gameplay. All right. No, yeah. It's, it's yeah. going to be really exciting what they're going to do with it. Uh, I'm really pumped for Overwatch 2. Um, I like the idea of the PvE aspect, and I like the PvP uh, part of the, like the multiplayer format they're going for that particular game. I, it looks pretty cool, and uh, if they go free-to-play on the first Overwatch, that will be uh, that will be a very interesting move. So I'm Also, when I talked about doing cross-platform, which would be right. hype as fuck. Definitely make the queue times quicker across the fucking board, at least. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, you know, at least uh, for like ranked and stuff. Yeah. And one thing, because um, I, I mean, I don't know the numbers, obviously. Uh, I know your brother tried it, but I, I cannot imagine the numbers are very high. If they go cross platform, that could possibly help queue times with something like Switch. You know, because you know you're going to have a lot of people on PC. You're going to have a lot of people on Xbox One. You're going to have a lot of people on PS4. I can't imagine there's a lot of people on the Switch. I know there's probably a good chunk, yes, but I would imagine out of the out of those out of the four, it's probably the least, right? That's you know that's just me making an estimated guess. So you know if they go cross platform, that will definitely help out Switch players for the you know the people out there that is actually playing it on the Switch, is have faster queue times. So yeah, that'll that'll be really interesting to see if they actually go that route because I think it could be uh, really good for the game. Uh, but I mean, I'm ready for the the the, mat, the new maps, the new modes because you know they have push that looks pretty hype. Yeah, it we, does. You know, uh, they've been working on stuff with the base game. They've you know because they introduced the experimental card, and so I'll get on there every now and then when they have a new one up, and uh, play the experimental card like the last one I played. Uh, was actually last week where they were talking or they were trying to like mess around with Moira a little bit. So they kind of like, they nerfed her a smidge, buffed her damage ball, and but also nerfed at the same time. But they gave her something really neat, which <laughs> obviously didn't make it to the live game because it was busted as fuck, where she could actually fade her entire team. Yeah, you told me about that, man. That As a, as a Moira player, <laughs> that is super busted. It's like, here you go. Here's a six-second sound barrier, pretty much. 
<laughs> you go to you go to you know Reinhardt goes to shatter. He goes, Hammer down. you know, by the time you know he's done, they're all gone. They're like, bye, peace. <laughs> Later. <laughs> Later, nerd. But uh, no, that didn't go through. Uh, this week they have one up to uh, fix two CP maps like uh, Horizon and Paris. And I played it, and it was okay, but I can see where the maps... One of the guys was complaining that he had a 15-minute map on Paris. And I was like, Jesus, that sounds like torture. <laughs> but, yeah, they're pretty much doing experimental stuff right now on regular-based Overwatch, and they'll probably implement most of that into the actual Overwatch 2. So, big hype for Overwatch 2. I'm ready. Quarter 1, 2021. Possibly. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, can uh, talk about that for a sec because I know you know we were me and you we were talking about that with Andy last night because you know some people are speculating that it could possibly come out this year. But uh, you know, Nick, throw out there why and explain to the any to the listeners why it probably won't come out this year because I thought I personally thought that was a really good point that you made last night when we were shooting the shit about that. Yeah, the STS segment. Shout out to STS. Uh, but. Now, uh, if you guys didn't know, Blizzard, the company that created Overwatch, is owned by Activision. And Activision also has another, you know, shooter game coming out this year in the form of Call of Duty 47. I don't know what the title is. It's, it's, just, it's, it's, it's another Black Ops. I don't know what the... Oh, well, according to, that, according to that state of play leak, it's Black Ops Vietnam. So we'll we'll see. Great. Everyone's going to be in the fucking trees, man. I know. And we're never going to leave. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Black Ops is also coming out this year, so they might hold back on it and release it Q1 of uh 2021, just to not interfere with their own products. But yeah. I mean, it's Activision Blizzard; they make enough fucking money, they're probably just like, whatever. So it could either be probably the end of this year, so in eh, November, December, or I'd say probably sometime in February or March for quarter one. I'm I'm gonna bank on quarter one. I agree with you. They make enough money where they could probably pump out both titles and be fine. But they're probably gonna want to try to you know push, you know, some more sales for the Call of Duty. But I mean, we'll I also see. have you know, they have like fifty thousand games coming out this year. True. For them at least, I you know they got the new Crash game that they're working on. True. So. Overall, big hype out of the Overwatch universe. Uh, I'm really excited to see what's gonna all come out of it. I really hope this uh, state of play leak that we got is true. Uh, so we can actually, because I mean, like the state of play leak that we had, it also had times for how long each trailer was, and uh, for like the Overwatch Two campaign trailer, it was like a three minute, almost four minute trailer. So like that's gonna be pretty hype. So really hoping this leak's gonna be true. Uh, it is August first, the time that's recording. If this is gonna go down on the sixth, we'll find out if this is true within the next few days. Uh, but you know, state of play, like I mentioned earlier, that is the uh, a PlayStation equivalent of a Nintendo Direct. So let's talk about Nintendo. Let's have a little discussion. We have been All waiting. Right, Nintendo, we got a beef. <laughs> we have been waiting for something. We've been waiting for an actual direct. We have not had one in nine months. Now ten months. Now that we are in August, we are waiting for a direct. You know, to get something for what's coming out this year. Now the big question, the whole point of this discussion, does Nintendo actually have anything coming out this year? Because you know, naturally, you want to think yes. You naturally want to think yeah. Of course they are. You know, they want to have Christmas sales. They want to have Black Friday sales. Well, you know, granted, they don't put really put anything on sale for Black Friday, but people are still going to buy whatever new stuff anyway because they're already out shopping. 
but you know naturally they you would think they want to have something out but here we are now in august and we still know nothing coming out from them this fall with the exception of the crown tundra pokemon dlc like i i started thinking about it i'm just like are they actually going to have anything big or do they even do, do they not even want to try to fight the PlayStation 5 and then the Xbox Series X. Is that one of the reasons why we haven't actually got any reveals? Because they don't even want to attempt to fight that and just let them like do their thing and then Nintendo have a fucking powerful 2021? I don't know. I mean, I would think they're going to have at least one big title, most notably the, the Super Mario Collection, right? I know Nick's fucking wanting that. I want that. Nick, what, what, are, your, what are your thoughts on, on how Nintendo is handling things so far? Because keep in mind, keep in mind, Paper Mario came out of left fucking field with a trailer, so it is still possible we're going to get stuff. But it's I don't know. I'm feeling I'm feeling a little, I'm not feeling a lot of hope right now. How are you feeling about it? Uh, I mean they they haven't released anything. Paper Mario kind of just you know like you said came out of fucking nowhere. It was just like, all right, boys, here's this direct. Also, yeah, Paper Mario is a thing, and then everyone's like, well, what? <laughs> yeah, basically. But I mean. Uh, it's August. Uh, I, I don't know of many games that come out around this time. I mean, the last time a game came out, like, uh, you know, Luigi's Mansion came out last year in October. Yep. So, uh, I mean, we got Crown Tundra DLC. So, you got that. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they dropped, like, a couple remasters or something. That they, you know, something easy, can, well, you know, quote-unquote easy to put together. I know they had talked about uh, remastering Pikmin 3 and putting it on Switch. I saw something where they were going to put the Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald on Virtual Console for, uh, I I guess, 3DS. I don't know. um, For 3D, I think think for Switch, actually. I want to say that. Oh, if it's for Switch, that's hype. I want to say Switch. I want to say that's been pretty heavily, like, rumored and talked about. Like, they've been finding, like, source code for it. But I want to say, like, as a a show that I watch almost every single day, Monday through Friday, is uh, Newswave, and I want to say that's been a talking point a few uh, about a month ago that that was some source code stuff that was popping up. But other than like you know that kind of stuff, like maybe a few remasters, maybe we'll finally get the Metroid Prime trilogy, which would be hype. True. Uh, maybe. Maybe they've released Pokemon Snap. I don't know how in, how far along they are with that. You know, that'd be a pretty good game to release. I know a lot of people want that game. Have wanted that game since, you know, 2000. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, I like getting drunk and taking pictures of Charmanders. So, that sounds fun to me. Um... Other than that, I don't know if they're going to come out with any new titles. Like I said, just a bunch of probably ports, remasters, and then save with kind of all the hype titles for next, next. I almost said season, but next year. Well, like, <laughs> I mean, like, like in terms of hype titles for next year, we already know Breath is next year. Like, there's no like I know Josh was saying here on the show a while back. No disrespect to Josh or anything that he thought Breath could be this 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 winter. No way. I have zero hope for that. It, it's going to be next year. Uh, disrespect to Josh, but you're fucking dumb, kid. No. <laughs> I, I just don't see it happening, man. Um, I don't think they're, Nintendo's going to try to pump out a game of the year type of title that late into the year, plus tr- competing yeah. with PlayStation 5 re- release and Series X release. Um, you know, you 
I, I, whenever we had that episode with Josh where we talked about that, you know, we talked about Nintendo's release cycle. They always have two to three big releases a year around the same time. They have like a spring, summer, and a fall slash winter release. Uh, in terms like last year, for example, I'm, I'll be honest, I don't remember what the, uh, the spring big title was last year. I know the summer was Fire Emblem Three Houses, and then obviously the, the fall was Pokemon Sword and Shield. And in terms of this year, we had Animal Crossing. I would say Paper Mario would easily be the summer big title. And now what's going to be the fall? You know, I was saying that it's a possibility that they're counting the Crown Tundra as that big release, even though they're not really going to make any sales off of it technically. They'll make some, yes. But anyone who already got the aisle already has Crown. So it's not like they're getting more sales off of it. So, you know, you'd want to think they're going to release something. I still want to believe that Mario Collection is going to be a thing since this is the 35th. It is 35th, right? 35th anniversary. Yeah, they haven't done anything other than make Mario Legos. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I want to believe that's going to be a thing. I mean, it's what Super, it's like what Super Mario All-Stars 2 is what it'd be. The first Super Mario All-Stars came out like 92 for the Super Nintendo. Yeah, like the first three Mario. Something like that. It, like, the it, it's, supposed to have, it's supposed to have 64 uh sunshine and or uh, not odyssey uh, galaxy. galaxy yeah so that would be hype as fuck to get a port of those especially if they implemented all the changes that they've put in and like added some new stuff that'd yep. be pretty cool like uh i know for you know mario 64 i, I think you can do co-op on the ds i think yes you can do co-op on the ds game. so if you could do co-op 64 that'd be kind of cool and then in terms of 64 with co-op, apparently, you know, uh, not co-op, but uh, there was the, the 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 leaks recently that Luigi was actually originally supposed to be in the original 64. There's been a lot of Nintendo leaks recently, dude, and they're like really old stuff. And when I say this, when I say leaks, I'm not talking about anything new. I'm talking some old shit randomly getting leaked, dude, like the, like the Luigi model from Mario 64, all of the uh, fucking beta sprites for Gen 4. You know, like Ar- like Arceus, fucking Torterra, and all them looking fucking wonky as hell. Uh, the the leaks for the Pokemon uh, MMO RPG that was in development. I mean, all sorts of random leaks like that from years ago. And Luigi's model for uh, Super uh, Mario sixty four was one. So if they're gonna port that over um, in the Super Mario uh, All Stars two, I can't help but to question. I feel like we're gonna get one of three games. Are we going to get a fancy-looking version of Mario 64? Are we going to get a fancy-looking version of Mario 64 where Luigi's a playable character? Or are we going to get a basically a fancy-looking version of the DS version where you can play as Luigi, Wario, and Yoshi? Like, What are we going to get? Like, I don't know. I would like to get the, the DS one because that was I, I enjoyed playing as Wario in that game. It was a lot of fun. I but, mean... Well, yeah, other than that, it's probably just going to be some ports, remasters, and like a couple... like small things i would assume uh i mean obviously you got another smash character yep. on the way yeah we at least one more this year probably I believe I, my, my money's on a pokemon rep yeah here it's gonna be a it's gonna be real a boom man please please it's like the number that is the number one used pokemon in vgc right now like come on no nah, it's gonna be cinderace fuck <laughs> <laughs> come on man like we got more fire please no 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 no. i'm not about that no give give the give the grass starter some love give us a final evolution let's go oh uh, no we'll, we'll see um i don't know man i've i've lost i've lost a lot of faith in what nintendo's got coming for this fall but hey you know uh, i'm if i if, if they end up doing a left field trailer 
here in the next uh, few weeks or so, I'll gladly eat my words, dude, because I want to get I want to get some good shit out of them. But I'm losing faith. I'm losing faith right now. Well, a lot of it, they probably did have something planned, but a lot of it's probably because you know COVID and yeah, they just got pushed COVID, back, and they're all they're all working right from home and shit. That's I I know that's why like a lot of the Smash shits got pushed back because they're all working from home. So you know, you know, God forbid, you know, you I just got Crash Bandicoot done. You know, all right, all I have to do is hit enter, and someone's fucking cat jumps up on the keyboard, deletes everything. System thirty two, <laughs> goodbye. Rip. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but, uh, here's hoping. Here's hoping for something. Uh, yeah, I, ho- I hope they have a good title coming out. Uh, that'd be pretty good. They should add uh, some DLC to fucking Mario Party. True, true, true. Maps, mini games. I'm good. Characters yeah. done. Yeah, I'm boom, 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 boom. Let's go, baby. Um, so Nick, you uh, you played a little bit of P5R today. You haven't had a whole ch- uh, a lot of time to play it here recently due to uh, your work schedule and stuff like that. But you did get a chance to play it for a few hours today. Uh, so you got any uh, got any interesting stuff to add on for that that game, Persona Five Royal, which I saw on an IGN list is considered the fifth best PlayStation Four title. So what, uh, what what's your what's your thoughts so far? Still, how's it going? Having a fun time still? It's hella fun. Like. I played it for four hours, and it didn't seem like I was sitting there for four hours because I was so focused, and I was just vibing to the music. And the next day, I know I looked over, and it's like, you've been uh, you know, on Twitch for four hours. And I'm like, F, I probably should go to the bathroom at some point. <laughs> but uh, Probably hydrate. <laughs> yeah, I probably should drink something. That would be good. Um, no, so we finished the second arc today. Uh, so that was pretty hype. Uh it introduced us to a couple new characters as well. Uh, we have, what? Well, I man, I'm gonna fucking butcher the shit out of her name. What the hell is it? Uh, I mean, we've seen her before on on my actual Twitch streams. Uh, it's a Kasumi or something. Let me uh, let me pull up a list real fast of these uh characters. But uh, yeah, it went pretty well. Uh, the second boss was actually really fucking easy i don't know why like the first boss was fucking hard the first boss was hard but i mean it's because i like i know what i'm doing now i guess and you know how to play the game <laughs> yeah i i, I kind of went to that first boss battle thing it was gonna be easy and he just like was i died on it three times and i was like huh this sucks and then i went and i one shot this boss and i was like huh this this is kind of you know Whatever, but I didn't really care for him as a boss anyway. Like, uh, as a character, he's kind of boring. But he had a, a, a very interesting twist at the end. And uh, I don't know if you want spoilers or not. I know you don't care, but... Uh, what the hell is her name? Uh, but, so, pretty much the guy that we uh, went and fought was this... A uh, well-renowned artist who ended up stealing all his uh, pupils' work and claiming it as like as his own. So he pretty much was of like a plagiarizer. I don't even know if that's a real word or not, but uh, he would go and sell all their shit and make huge fucking money. He would he has this one painting called the Sayuri, which uh, is actually like one of the most like famous paintings that you know he he quote unquote ever made. And he has the original, but he sells off copies of the original and claims that they're 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 the originals. So he makes fucking hella bank on that. 
So, you know, we go in there and we stop him or whatever. His, uh, pu- his pupil, uh, his name is Yusuke, and uh, pretty much he is like a uh, uh, an aspiring artist who's mentoring under this guy. And you go and you try to, like, try to, you know, convince him that, you know, hey, this guy is kind of fucked up. And he's like, no, you know, this guy took me in when, you know, my parents died and, you know, I've been living with him and he's been mentoring me having a, you know, we're just vibing, we're painting, we're having a good time. But, you know, as time goes on, you know, he starts to see that this guy's kind of fucked up, you know, that we break into his house and you see this like whole room of just duplicate Sayuri's. And he's at, at, at that point, he's just like done. He's like, all right, fuck this guy. This guy's a, a prick. But we go in there, we send out the calling card and all that shit. And we go in there and we go and fight the boss. And as we're killing him or whatever, he tells Yusuke that pretty much his mom was one of his pupils. His mom created the Sayuri, and she was, like, some, like, sick, like, she had something wrong with her. So she she would have, like, seizures. So she died in front of uh, the, the guy. His name is Madarame. Uh, she died in front of him because she, he didn't do anything to stop it because she's like, well, with you gone, I can just, you know— have all these fucking paintings and just, you know, claim them as my own free shit, you know, free wit, you know, it's free real estate. So he, you know, pretty much let her die. So this pissed Yusuke off and he's just like, ah, you know what? You're done. You're dead, kid. <laughs> Game over for you. You killed my mom. So then we, the treasure, you know, I think I told you, like, you go in, once you send the calling card, you go in and you uh, steal treasure. Which is, uh, you know, their deepest, you know, their their biggest desire. The, the treasure for us this time was the original Sayuri, which actually depicts uh, the woman in the painting holding the baby, which in the other ones, it doesn't show that because it's the, the genuine, the the only. And uh, the baby's actually Yusuke, and that's, you know, the Sayuri is his mom, you figure out. So that's kind of cool. He gets to keep that painting at the end after you beat him or whatever. So he confesses to all his crimes and, you know, yada, 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 anime stuff, filler episodes. And... Anime stuff, filler. <laughs> <laughs> but we get to meet, uh, that's what her name is. It's Kasumi. So she's a, another transfer student who is also a going to be, uh, she's going to be in the game, obviously. Uh, I think she's the DLC character. It's like the female counterpart to Joker is Kasumi Yoshizawa. There we go. Jeez. And, uh, so, yeah, we get her, uh, we're introduced to another character, uh, in this arc, her name's Makoto, and the principal, uh, has put Makoto in charge of, like, you know, kind of figuring out why the other guy, uh, what the hell is his name, uh, the, the, the rapey gym teacher guy, I forgot what his name, uh, Kamashita. so we're, she puts, uh, he puts her in charge of pretty much, like, uh, Hey, you know, I need you to figure out why this teacher fucking lost his, you know, lost his marbles. Uh, we think it's some students, so you know she's pretty much simping for the principal, and uh, is spying on us. And in this arc, she uh, realizes that the principal knew that Kamashita was actually raping the students, and she's like, "All right, I'm kind of not on board with that." So I, ha- in arc three, I assume I'm gonna pick a- pick her up. Her name's Makoto, uh, so I assume I'm gonna pick her up. And uh, that's pretty hype. Uh, Kasumi, I know, comes later in the game. Uh, 
again she's like the dlc character you see her in the very beginning she calls me senpai a lot and it really makes me like uncomfortable senpai. <laughs> yeah pretty much she's like oh it's like did i startle you senpai and i'm like oh please stop i'm like stop <laughs> But uh, you know she's like a she's a gymnast and stuff, and so you know we're get, we're getting in her britches sometime soon. Uh -oh. So yeah, I know. You know I don't like the word britches. I never have. Hey man, it's a weird word. Get bitches, they take off the britches. There you go. God. But yeah, so we finished. Like I said, we finished the second arc, and they've introduced us to uh, the boss for the third arc. I don't remember his name because it was just like, oh hey, tell us about you know because at, at the end of certain events or whatever you actually go back to the present day where you're at right now because you've been captured or whatever and you're getting interrogated in in jail by this woman i forgot what her name is but you're getting interrogated and you know she's like so tell us about this guy and why was he your next target and then you know it goes to the next thing so i don't remember what the guy's name is but i know he's coming up in the third arc so in the third arc like i said we'll probably pick up makoto i think so we'll see what she does. I don't know. I don't know her story yet. But other than that, yeah, we we went through some some uh, mementos stuff, which is like side quests and all that shit. Uh, we buffed up some stats. Got got a few new confidants. Uh, I think <laughs> I made the realization on stream earlier that uh, the doctor that you can go to and buy like medicine and like. You know, whatever healing items and shit she she's actually you know i already knew she was like a like a underground doctor so she does like un unorthodox shit but i didn't realize at first i guess that her confidant is actually the death confidant and i was like oh jesus <laughs> i was like the doctor who's supposed to be fucking healing me and helping me is the death confidant i'm like all right word nice yeah pretty much i know a lot of that for you was just like and everyone else is probably like, what the fuck is this goddamn Naruto fucking episode 37 filler episode? But it makes sense to me, man. And anyone that's played the game so far, so. Well, I mean, that's true. But also, um, you know, for people that have not played the game, this is good. Just like, just good storytelling where it's just like, I mean, I, I feel like you really broke that down really well. Where, you know, someone who might want to look into the game where they could hear all this. Like, wow, that actually sounds really, like a really interesting story. You know, this being a, a story driven game and all. Um, so, I mean, I mean, I feel like you did a great job breaking that down. You know, obviously a lot of stuff went over my head in terms of like characters and stuff like that, you know, not you know, seeing every character, but, uh, you broke down the story really well. And it, I mean, I still want to play the game. It sounds very interesting. It sounds like it has a very interesting story. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. The story is off the wall, man. Like when Matarame told me that, you know, he had killed fucking Yusuke's mom. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. I was like, I didn't expect that shit. And you know, the first arc. Where, you know, it turns out that the gym teacher's raping children. And I was like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck? That, yeah, that's, that's, that's fucking quick balls to the wall. Yeah, it's just like, all right, first arc. A suicide attempt and child rapist. And I'm like, does this story get worse? <laughs> I'm like, oh no. But yeah, the second arc was actually really easy. It didn't take that long. Uh, well, you know, it took long for me because I didn't play the fucking game. Right. And, you know, there's a bunch of side shit and all this other stuff. But, like, the actual palace and the boss fight was easy as fuck. So I don't know what the deal with that was. Uh, but other than that, yeah, it's going pretty good. Still a solid 8, 9 so far. 
Uh, well, like I said, you know, it, was, it was number five on IGN list for best PS4 games. Like, I can definitely tell, like, you know, this is, like, the definitive edition because there's a lot of stuff that definitely a lot more quality of life stuff than I would imagine the original had. But other than that, it's going pretty good. Well, I'm going look to look forward to arc. I'm going to look forward to more updates. You know, I know uh, your work schedule's made it pretty difficult to play, but I'm looking forward to more updates for here on the show. Um, so let's jump over to the first segment of uh, STS. You know, like I said at the beginning, STS is uh, more so a segment. It, it, STS, it has two purposes. Purpose number one is for us to talk about something that we really love that, you know, it's not necessarily in the main news. And the other purpose is if we have a show that's lacking on content. I thought that was going to be this episode, but here we are 55 minutes in just now getting STS, but I still want to do it. I still want to do STS because like I said, it's a segment that allow us to talk about something we really fucking love. And in this, in this, in this particular case, uh, first STS is about the avatar franchise. All right. So let's talk about it. All right. So, um, I just finished watching legend of Korra not too long ago for my second entire watch through loved it. Absolutely. Absolutely loved it. And uh, I actually just listened to The Promise on YouTube uh, the other day while I was just driving to work looking for something to have in background because I had like an hour and a half drive. And it popped up and re- recommended someone dubbed it, you know, uh, some YouTube channel, which I got to point out was unfucking bearable almost. But I got the story. <laughs> like, I mean, they, they were like mispronouncing names like the fucking Avatar movie. Like, we had uh, uh, Ong and Katara. <laughs> I, they might have said Ankh once, and they may have done that as a joke. I don't know, but they did say Air Nomads instead of Nomads. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't remember. At one point, they mispronounced Ozai, but I don't remember how they said had said his name. Um, but I mean, it's it, it it was it was still it was still an enjoyable listen in terms of the story. But yeah, with the promise, I really enjoyed that. Uh, me and you, we kind of talked about the middle part with like Toph's uh, school stuff. That was kind of draggy. Didn't really care for that. But everything else I thought was was really well done. Uh, the sweetie stuff was kind of cringy, which I think that's a lot of people's complaints. Yeah, this, all, all the stuff with Aang and Katara, all the sweetie stuff, that was that was a little cringy. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, you know, but overall, I really enjoyed the story. Um, the next story up is The Search, which I actually have in hardback complete edition, literally on an audio tower behind me, and I've yet to read it. Um, so I'm looking forward to jumping into that. And there's like, what, four more? There's like Smoke and Shadow, um, Imbalance, uh, North and South. The ones? No, the, you know, I'm talking about the last Airbender ones. Oh. And then the Rift. I mean, there's four more after The Search, and Imbalance, you'll, you know, you'll get to start to see the, uh, the setup for Republic City in Legend of Korra, you know, Ang, you know, starts to get all that set up, and you know, he, that, he actually goes to the island out in the middle of the bay, which will be Air Temple Island. But I mean, it, it's so, you know, I'm really excited to read all that. I'm excited to read the comic, uh, the Korra comics. Um, but um, as a whole, like, let's just talk about um, you know some of our favorite stuff about Avatar. Uh, maybe like least favorite stuff, favorite characters and stuff. I saw a comment the other day on Twitter that I thought was very interesting that me and you can relate to where the comment was, um, out of all the shows out there that I love, animes, cartoons, you know, you know, live-action shows, whatever, Avatar is the only show that I can continuously go back to and rewatch over and over again and still have a great time every single time. Would you say that's probably true for you as well? I've watched the entire series at least six times. Like, it, dude, it's so fucking good, dude. What, what is, okay, between Last Airbender and Korra, if you, what is your favorite book? 
between both series. Do you have a favorite number one favorite book you can point out? Favorite book between all, all you said all the series? Yeah, so all seven books. Okay, so if we go all seven books, book three, Fire, is probably my favorite. Fair. And then it would probably be... Uh, see, there's there's episodes in book two I really like, but I, I don't know. Uh, I'd say probably book three, Air. Or whatever. No, it's called... Change. What, what is it? change, that's what it is. Yeah, book three, Change. Book three, Change is really good. True. Just because Zaheer is such a great villain. True. Uh, then I'd probably say uh, book two, Earth is really good. Just because it has, uh, you know, a lot of backstory episodes for like, uh, you know, you could see Zuko's character arcs and, uh, and then, you know, you could see the development of, like I said, Zuko, uh, you can see more into, uh, you know, Azula and, you know, you get the Oppa's Lost Days episode, you get the Guru Patik episodes, which I just watched the other day again, and they're so fucking good. Um, like how far am I going down ranking all seven? I mean, if you want to, I was just asking oh, okay. everybody. If you want to rank all seven, man, dude, go for it. Shoot the shits. We're here to shoot the shit, man. Shoot it. All right. Fire it. Four. Mm, so number four probably is going to be book two. Uh, was Spirits. it Balance? Spirits. Jesus Christ. But yeah, Balance is the fourth one, isn't it? Yeah, Balance is fourth. Oh, yeah. So book two, Spirits, is probably the fourth best one. Uh, then fifth. I'd probably say book. Mm, I'm gonna say book one for Cora. Is that one called Air? Air? Yeah, that's Air. Okay. So yeah, that, that one, and then book one Water, and then book four Balance. That's probably my least favorite one. You don't you don't like Balance? I just don't like Kuvira. Honestly, okay. it's, she's like she's like the weakest villain in the entire series, probably. Uh, you know, I can I can agree to that. I can agree to that. Like, she is. I enjoyed book Balance four a lot, but I can agree. Book four has good moments, like you know all the the woo stuff. True, the woo is fucking hysterical. I sing the Badger Mole song all the goddamn time. <laughs> uh, like he, I I like him as a character just because his character development. Uh, the the concept is really good. Uh, you get Korosami, which, you know, hype. Um, you know, you could see... I mean, I don't know. It's it's just the weakest of, I think, all the books. And then, you know, followed up by book one, Water, is probably also the weakest, but it's also the first book, which makes it hard to judge, kind of. True. So what's your list looking like? Is it similar, or is it you got some things moved around, or what? Um, I would agree with you on the best. Obviously, book three, Fire, is legendary. And the, really what makes that one so fucking good is Avatar The Last Airbender was a continuous story from book one to three. Meanwhile, Korra is like, I relate Korra more to like, kind of like, I would say kind of like Dragon Ball Z where you have like Saiyan Saga, you know, Frieza Saga, you know, Cell Saga, Boo Saga, the four most notable. And then there's, you know, Fuse in between, like the not, you know, the Namek and Android Saga and whatever. But those are the main four. And that's kind of how Korra felt is that each book was like, like its own entity. Meanwhile, the entire Last Airbender is all one thing. So book three fire is just like the epic conclusion. I actually just watched Aang and uh, Ozai just the other day on YouTube for just shits and giggles just because it's a really good fight and I really enjoy it. 
Uh, but yeah, I'd I'd definitely say book um, th- uh, three fire at the top because the epic conclusion. I love the play. The play episodes are hilarious. Um, you know, so that's definitely got to be up there for that reason. Have you actually seen the uh, the theory of why uh, you know Toph is actually a man in in the play? I yes, I, I do know. I do know the theory. I do one million percent know the theory, and I that's I'm glad you mentioned that because it's actually an interesting fun fact that not a lot of people in my AA know is um they the fact that uh Toph is a man in that play is the theory is just because you know Toph was originally supposed to be a dude uh once upon a time and um in the intro uh it has Master Paku it has a guy earthbending Azula and Aang and everyone just assumed the guy earthbending was the boulder but no the guy earthbending in the trailer uh the opening sequence was actually supposed to be Toph but they changed it to a blind girl later on so I, that's just a Wait. really interesting fun fact. Well, this is a different theory then. <laughs> okay, then okay, then what's yours? So, that's the one that so I know. The uh, the the theory is that you know because they had the people that wrote the play you know went around the the nations and gathered stories about the Avatar and all their you know all their all their shit. So the thing is that no one wanted to be you know wanted no one wanted to admit that they got their ass kicked by some blind little girl so they just said it was some big ass dude <laughs> oh that's funny <laughs> that's funny but, my, my name's tough cuz it sounds like tough <laughs> right i love the play episodes dude the play episodes the, no, the I, play I episodes are good i didn't know that theory uh i would i would say that that makes sense i think but i think both what i said and that i think they both make very a lot of sense but yeah, book three fires my number one. I agree with you. Uh, book three change would be my second favorite, and this is where me and you are going to differ from here. Uh, my third favorite would actually be book two spirits. I love spirits so fucking much. I absolutely love spirits. Uh, most uh, I will be honest. A lot of it. There's two reasons I love it. One episodes. The one episodes is the first reason, and the second reason. Um, I really, really love a series that will make a massive shift in change of the universe and how the this universe it's presented in is set up and that is what spirits did with uh Korra losing connection to her her past lives that is a massive change um you know leaving the gates open you know the spirit portals open that ultimately played a big factor in book three change like i love that that aspect of shows where the a show has the the balls to actually step up and make a big change to their franchise like that so that's why i love uh book two spirit so much after that i would i'm i'm, I'm gonna stick on the core train and i'm actually gonna say book one air i love book one air for mostly two reasons number one i love amon he is one of my favorite villains i love him so much i think he's a phenomenal villain he, uh, he brought, like, a really, like, almost, like, an eerie type, like, frightening feeling to him all book long, which was really nice. And then the other reason, I'm a big sports guy. I thought the pro-bending stuff, I thought it was super fucking cool. I, I'm, I'm, I'm was hype as fuck. Dude, I'm, I love it. It's absolutely amazing. Oh, 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 I got I got to touch on this because this is very important. I can't believe I forgot it. Another reason why Book 2 Spirits is so fucking good is because of Bolin and the movers. Is at is nut tuck. It's yeah. fucking amazing, <laughs> fucking amazing. I fucking love it. You know, Varric is introduced in book two. You know, obviously he's in book three and four as well. But yeah, book two spirits is great. Book one air is also really good. You also I, forgot another crucial character in book two spirits, or yes, in um, book two spirits. Is it? I don't know who. 
the buff carrot. Oh yeah, the buff <laughs> fucking carrot in the one episodes. That's right. I fuck, dude. Uh, when I rewatched uh, Legend of Korra here recently, and that buff, I forgot all about the buff carrot. So like when uh, it comes to the moment where like Juan's taking a drink and all the spirits come around him and the buff carrots behind him, I had to pause because of how hard I was laughing at the buff carrot. I because I completely <laughs> fucking forgot about it. I thought it was just so fucking funny. Uh, so yeah, I'm at what number four with book air. Uh, wait, I, so wait, did, did you already put book three in there? The change, the change? yeah. So right now okay. it goes book three fire, book three change, book two spirits, book one air. So Cora is is two, three, and four for me. Okay. So number five, probably gonna say book two earth. Good book, good book. And then we're down to the last two. I'm gonna personally say balance, and then water. I'm not a big water fan. I actually prefer not to watch water anymore. That's my opinion. I mean, it's good. Good introduction to the series. A lot of good episodes in it. Uh, personally, my favorite episode is uh, when they visit the Air Temple and Aang figures out what happens. That's a great emotional episode. I love emotional episodes like that. Uh, but I'm just, I don't know, water, it feels a little dated. I mean, it's not dated. I mean, you can still watch all of Avatar and have a great fucking time. But for me, it just feels a little dated to a point. I don't know why or how, but I prefer not to watch it. If I if I kick up Last Airbender out of the blue... I would say seven times out of ten, I'm going to immediately start with book one. I mean, episode one of book two, most of the time. Seven times out of ten. I may rewatch Water every once in a while, but most of the time I'm just starting with Earth because I really enjoy Earth as well. But that would be my book rankings. Um, favorite character? Uh, Bolin. Dude, favorite character is Bolin. Like, I'm talking out of the whole fucking franchise. Bolin, hands down. Fucking love favorite Bolin. Favorite character of the whole franchise is going to probably be Zuko. I respect that because he he'd be in my like top three probably probably at two just because I love his character development. I mean you named you you named your dog after him. Of course it'd be Zuko. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, I mean that'd be like me saying like, hey, I named my dog Lucario, but my favorite Pokemon is actually you know fucking Tangrowth. <laughs> well, see, if you named your dog Tangrowth, you'd have to explain that to a lot of people. Yeah, that's true. You know, Tangrowth yeah, is, is my not dog, the, Tangrowth. You know, Tangrowth is not the number two most popular Pokemon. So, like, but no, like for for popular care for uh, best characters, you know, obviously Zuko for me, Iroh for me as well. I true. assume Iroh's in your top as well. Yeah, yeah love Iroh. It's such such a great character. Talking about uh, uh, obviously Uncle Iroh. We're not talking about General. Oh Iroh yeah, yeah. Cora. Yeah, General Iroh's kind of a puss. True. Um. I don't know. We'll do. You want to do a top five characters? Or yeah, what? let's try to do a top five characters. That doing it on the spot's tough, dude. You ask me right now, I can give you number one, but after that, like it's going to get sketchy. But yeah, let's do a top five. Let's just do. All right. Well, I'll, I'll go. I'll go first then. So top, number one, obviously for me, is Zuko, and then Iroh, being Uncle Iroh. Three, uh, I really, 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 really enjoy Bowen. So he he's good comic relief. True. So he'll probably be number three for me. Um. Uh, after that is where it gets tough. So like, there's characters I like. So actually, I'll probably throw Tenzin up there. I really like Tenzin. I respect it. James He's a Jones, fucking badass. Jameson, uh, Jameson is an Airbender. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he uh, he has a huge fucking you know, like the episode uh, where him and you know his, the siblings uh Kaya oh, and Boomy. World. Yeah, and they go to the boom, yeah. the, the boomer world. <laughs> the, the boomer spirit world. world. <laughs> Oops, they go to the spirit world. Is one of my favorite episodes with Tenzin. True. So you know he pretty much 
goes there, they go to the Maw of Lost Souls, or the Fog of Lost Souls, or whatever, and, uh, you know, he sits there and comes to the conclusion that, you know, he doesn't have to be his dad, because he's never going to be his dad, obviously. Right. And I was just like, yo, bro. That's deep. That's pretty deep. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, that episode, and then I really like, uh, so, that was number four. Number five, this one, it gets hard. Number five is probably going to be, oh, actually, it's not hard. It's Zaheer. Zaheer is a fucking badass. That's my, that's my favorite character, or my uh, my top five, and Zaheer is my favorite villain, hands down. That's fair. Let me ask you a question, because I think your list is very interesting, because it's, you know, not, I'm not, it's, it's fairly similar to mine, but it's very interesting in terms of, like, your top five, my top five are both going to share the common theme of not having the main character so not actually giving me a full ranking if you just had to you know spitball where would you put like ang and core would ang and core be in like top 10 would one of them be top 10 one of them be top 15 like just spitball like you know don't you don't 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 give me a full ranking just an idea all right number six no (laughs) no i think they're both gonna be in top 10 ang's obviously for me gonna be a little bit higher one because you know nostalgia and two it's a bit like Overall, it's a better story, but Korra's still going to be a, in a top 10 character just because her arcs are, like, more relevant to present day in, right. in turn. Like, in speaking of, you know, if you go through all the villains that she went through, right? you know, you know, she fights Zaheer, and she has to deal with PTSD, and she has to, you know, she fights Amon. That's the first time she's ever, you know, felt fear before right. because, you know, she's, it's Korra. She's the Avatar, you know, deal with it. And, you know, two, you know, the second one is pretty much uh, Unawak and Vatu. And it's just like taking everything that you know and just Ripping destroying it, it. Yeah. Yeah. Everything you ever know gone, you know, with the, you know, Rava and uh, the connection to the past Avatar. So it's pretty much like starting over. It's like, all right, I got no one. Yeah. I'm the only one. Which, then, um, in reference to that, um, I don't know if you knew about this. I didn't. I came across this in a YouTube video recently, and I thought it was so fucking interesting. I didn't know this was a book, but did you? Did, have you heard of like the Avatar, like the Legend of Korra Chronicles book, or something like that? I want to say yes. See, I, I didn't know about this, but all it is, is it, it. I kind of relate this book very similar to. Uh, Kind of like uh, like a Hyrule Historia kind of book, you know? It's kind of like that. And uh, one of the most interesting parts about this book that I, I was seeing in a, a, this YouTube video was it was it included letters that Korra and other Korra characters are writing for the next Avatar after Korra. And in some of the letters that Korra wrote to the next Avatar, like she even flat out says, you know, hey, I'm writing these because, you know, because of me, you're not going to have connection to your past lives. Like I, you know, this is my fault. You want, you're not going to be able to get the same sort of help that I got, at least for, you know, very briefly or, you know, Aang got or Roku or whatever, like, you know, like I'm it. And you, like in, in, in these letters, she is under the assumption, which is a fair assumption. She won't know until she's dead, obviously, and, and reincarnated. Uh, but she's under the assumption that this next avatar won't even be able to connect with Korra. 
you know, that's the uh, assumption that Korra is under in these letters. Now, obviously, we don't obviously don't fucking know that. But either way, I thought it was super fucking interesting. You know, Korra wrote a ton of letters for this next Avatar to give to, you know, the White Lotus to give to them. Um, like of, you know, what she went through, her story, you know, just in case, you know, they can't connect to her. Um, you know, and then other people wrote letters, Tenzin, Mako, um, Bolin, like everyone wrote letters to this future avatar to give him help. I thought it was so fucking cool. I thought that was so, so interesting. And in like, in terms of Korra with, you know, like how you talked about like her character arc and how her growth and everything, I thought these letters, you know, in this random book they released is like, it's kind of like a stat book or something. I don't know. Um, Stat screen. <laughs> I just thought it was interesting because it really shows how m- much Cora has grown, mature, you know, mat- in terms of yeah. maturity. That she would think ahead to like, I'm gonna write letters to to my reincarnation. Like, I just thought that was really fucking cool. Um, but in terms of like, you know, my top characters, I'm with you. Cora and Ang is definitely top ten, but they're not my top five. And and that's what's so great about the Cora. Fr- I mean, the uh, the Avatar franchise is that there's so many characters that are amazing outside of the, you know, the, the main two characters for me, like I said, Bolin hands down, no question. Fucking love him. Love Bolin. Um, number two, I'd probably say Zuko just cause he has like a really awesome character development. Uncle Iroh would probably be uh three for me, which is three for you as well. No, Uncle Iroh was two for you. I'm sorry. I Bo- Bolin was three for me. I was okay. at Bolin. Bolin's three. Bolin. Nut tuck. <laughs> Nut tuck, nut. Um, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Pabu at four. Oh Jesus, <laughs> no, man! I'm just kidding. Uh, four for me. That's tough, dude. Um, probably Zahir, and then five. I don't know if I can decide between Amon or Tenzin because I love both of them. I, I really did love Amon as a villain. I absolutely loved him. You know, especially watching the series. You know, the uh, book one uh, air again recently. Like I said, like the whole book, you get like this constant eerie feeling of Amon where every time he's on screen you get like this kind of eerie feeling of what he's about to do and you don't know how he's you know taking away people's bending and it's just I I like the scare factor I'm a big horror movie fan so I like the scare factor that it included but if I had to pick one, like, okay, if you're like, Alex, if you don't fucking pick one, you're not getting dinner or not or some shit, I'd probably if pick you Tenzin. pick one, I'm deleting the podcast. Yeah, I'd probably pick Tenzin. I, I love Tenzin. <laughs> uh, that moment that you talked about in the in the fog of Lost Souls, whatever, where he's just sitting there, I am I am Tenzin, son of Avatar Aang. I am Tenzin, son of Avatar. You are the last hope for an entire culture. And then he, you know, he sees a vision of Aang, and Aang flat out tells him, he's like, you know, uh, or not me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tenzin's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, dad, I cannot live up to be the man that you are. And fucking Ang flowers like, you are right. <laughs> and Ang's just like, you, you know, you are not me and you should not be me. You are Tenzin. You know, that is an absolute phenomenal moment. And his, you know, as after that in book threes and four, book three and four, Tenzin just continued to grow as a character. And it was, it was fantastic. Um, yeah, but my top ten would be fucking rough, dude. Yeah, because there's like there's like thirty characters I want to cram in the top ten. Like I want to put like Azula in there because I really like Azula. She's a fucking phenomenal character. True. And Toph, uh, can't wrong with Toph. Um, I love uh, I love Lynn personally. Lynn really grew on me. Um, probably like okay in book two lynn was kind of irrelevant obviously because it was more that was more focused in like you know the south pole and stuff um the later half of book one 
uh, Lynn really, really grew on me. And then obviously in book three with all of her stuff with her sister, Lynn really grew on me. Lynn has a good character arc. And then, you know, book four, when they go and they find their fucking mom, right? Or when she sure. finds her mom, you sure. know, Toph. Now, um, now, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, I like how they connected, you know, the two shows pretty much together. Like, all right, here's the swamp, right? You know, from yeah. book two of, you know, Avatar. And, you know, this is where Aang has a vision of Toph. And, you know, here we are in book four of Korra. And this is where Toph lives in the fucking same swamp. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, I agree. And then, like, uh, uh, what the hell else was there? Um, just, I don't know. They, like, they did, like, you know, quiet little nods throughout Korra to Avatar, you know, well, to, you know, the OG series. And I thought that was, you know, every yeah. time I saw one of those, I was like, oh, cool. Can like, I, I really. The best one. The best nod in Legend oh, of Korra. Oh, is it? <laughs> To the last is it, airbender. Is it, is it the one where the guy's taking pictures? And yes. It's like. <laughs> is in book four, Balance, where it's like the prequel part showing where Korra was, you know, where she's going, and she goes to this random shop guy at a dock, and he's like, Oh, you're the Avatar. Can I get a picture of you? Here's my Avatar picture hall of fame, and it's adult Aang, and he's doing the little fucking spin trick, <laughs> and that is one of my favorite pictures ever. <laughs> like, uh,. I think there's a, a nod to uh, the Sokka's painting, uh, I want to say. You know, at the end of, you know, Avatar, the series, you know, he's painting everyone. Right. Or, uh, and I think that they nod it uh, in, like, Tenzin has it or something. I want to say that that's part of it. Um, just, you know, it's just little things or whatever that, you know, I'll go back and watch and be like, oh, shit, look, there it is. There's Here's something, you know. Right. In terms of like merging the two series together, um, one of the, one of the biggest disappointing factors to me with Korra was like how little Zuko was a factor. Like it, like I remember when they released the trailer for book three, and at the end of the trailer had Zuko, and like I remember me, you, and Andy are like super fucking hyped. Like, oh man, look at old man Zuko. He looks like a fucking badass, but he doesn't do anything. Like in book you know three and four, he does nothing. Like, it's awesome that they give Toph, like, her own couple episodes, and she comes back at the end to help save her daughters and stuff. But, like, Zuko, man, he does nothing at all. And speaking, I mean, it's just, I I don't know. It's the same thing with, you know, Zuko's daughter, who's, you know, the Fire Lord, or Asumi, or Uh, Fire Lord. Like, she appears, what, one time? Yeah, like, maybe maybe twice in the entire series. I mean, General Iroh shows up one, you know, two or three times. Three times. So it's like they kind of just shafted the Fire Nation. They're like, all right, you guys had your own arc. All right, we're going to go somewhere your, else. You now. had your own entire series, so which, <laughs> Pretty much. which is also uh, – f- which one th- which I thought was kind of an interesting aspect for Korra. If you look at all the villains, obviously none of them is a firebender. You have two waterbenders, uh, an airbender, and an earthbender. You know, no, no firebender main antagonist because that was the entire focus of book of, Legend, of the last airbender was Firebend- Fire Nation and everything. But, you know, no, that was a, like, in, in general, Iroh is the other disappointment to me, because it's like, you introduce him in book one, uh, Air, and he, he it sets him up where it's like, oh, dude, this could be, like, a really awesome badass. And uh, then he appears one time in book two, where Korra was trying to get his help with the Civil War going on, and then obviously he got shut down due to the president. And then he appeared in one little moment in book four, 
you know, showing all the boats coming into Republic City. He didn't even talk or anything. It's just one little snippet. Oh, there he is on the boat. And that was kind of a disappointment. I mean, he's named after Iroh, Uncle Iroh. He's the same voice actor as Zuko. Like, come on, like, let's give this dude some love. Like, let's, let's get some good shit going on for General Iroh. But we didn't have anything. It was just, that was kind of disappointing, personally. Right. I mean, they they had potential to do stuff with them, but they they probably just got scrapped, you know. After you know the shuffle with Nickelodeon, they're like, "Oh, hey guys, the yeah. show's you know we're gonna promote SpongeBob for another thirty minutes a day. Yeah. Uh, you guys gotta find your own time to do this shit." Yeah, but, man, uh, that's a good point because uh, you know people that haven't the, like the the people out there that haven't actually like watched Korra until now because it just got added to Netflix recently. I know like Seabad, for example, you know he was he just watched Korra for the first time because he was posting updates about it on Twitter. You know for the people that have, are just now watching Korra now and didn't watch it in the original run, that they, they may not even know what happened with that. I mean like I mean, like fucking like Nickelodeon like flat out said fuck you Korra. You know, because it was, like, not getting, like, great ratings or something going into book three. And, like, literally halfway through book three, they just pulled the fucking series off air and said, hey, if you want to finish this, go online. By God, was it fucking good. I know. Halfway through book three was so good. That's when fucking Zaheer... Air bends the air out of fucking the Earth Queen's lungs. It's just like, you're dead now. And I, I remember sitting there in the fucking car watching this, and I was like, what the fuck just happened? Right. Same mindset <laughs> I was like, whenever I he flies, too. Yeah, he's just like, oh, that man, that, that shit was hype as fuck. He still talks, and I still get goosebumps. Dude, true. Like, Zaheer is just, like, such a great villain. And, like, one thing that I love about Zaheer as a villain is the fact that, like, even though he is a villain, and I would say st- still has, you know, that same, like, I guess it kind of like villainous mindset, even though he doesn't view himself as a villain, but the fact that he helps the avatar, he helps Korra in book four. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. See, you know, I mean, he's, he's a, he's a bad guy, but that doesn't make you a bad guy. True. True. So, but no fucking legend of Korra. People are like, Oh dude, it's not, so, it's not that good. Man. Legend of Korra has so many good moments that you can't even say that it's fucking bad. What would you say is your favorite moment out of Legend of Korra? If you had to pick one moment or, like, one episode or whatever, what would be your personal favorite? Could you pick one? Is that possible for you at this exact moment? Uh, One of my favorite moments, actually, from Legend of Korra comes in book one at the very, very end. Where, uh, you know, she's just sitting there and, you know, she has her bending taken away by Amon. And, you know, they don't know what the fuck to do. So she's just sitting there. You know, they captured him on. Everything's done. She's chilling by herself. And, you know, you just see the fucking robes walk up. And, you know, you're like, oh, it's just Tenzin. And then, you know, they start talking. You're like, wait, wait a fucking second. And pans over and it's fucking Aang. And I'm just like, oh, shit. Because that's the first time you actually, you know, get to see him. Other than, you know, random flashbacks yeah, and shit. Yeah, random the flashbacks <laughs> for whatever Amon's father was named. I can't remember. Uh, Tarlock. No, no, Tar- that's, the, that's the guy's name. It's like Unalak. No, no Unalak's book two. <laughs> See, I can't remember. Uh, uh Yacone. That's Yacone. What it is. Yacone. Yeah, yeah. Yascone. <laughs> but uh, now that moment, and then the moment where, like we just talked about, where fucking Zahir just you know 
lets go of all his earthly tethers and just fucking jumps off the cliff and just flies off. And I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Those are probably two of my favorite moments. And then, you know, the part where my third one would probably be with, you know, the Avatar 1 moment. Where he becomes the uh, Avatar. Yeah, where he becomes the Avatar for the first time. Yeah, that was such a great moment, how they played it. Because, like, they, they cued in the music, at, like, as at Rava saying, it's like, you know, you and I, our spirits are bonded forever. We are, I will, I will be with you for all of your lifetimes, whatever. And the music playing, whatever, was absolutely fantastic. Uh, for right. me, my favorite moments, I would have to agree with you. It's either uh, the end of book one where Aang comes up and, um, you know, you know, he says, you know, she says, go away, Tins. And he's like, but you called me here. And it's Aang. And then, you know, he's just like, when we're at our lowest points, when we're open to our greatest change, one of my favorite quotes in a show. Uh, I know it's one of yours as well. Uh, but another moment for me that is one of my favorites, and again, it goes back to the whole I love series-defining moments where this the series takes a change. Honestly, it's the moment where Unalak or Unavatu destroys Rava, and you see the spirit, you see the past. Yeah, that was really good too. You know, being dis, dis, you know disappeared one by one. one by one. Like that is insane. Like I love series-changing moments like that. Like I think they're so cool. Um, I would say another great moment is um, at the end of book three, Fire, when Aang gets Ozai trapped. I thought we were just, I thought we were just doing the uh, <laughs> doing Korra. Well, I mean, I we, I was just throwing in. Oh, as well, okay. Uh, whenever he goes to take away his bending, and we uh, we as a viewers for the first time, we have no idea what he's fucking doing. You know, like all of a sudden Aang yeah. starts glowing blue. Ozai starts glowing red. The whole thing starts glowing red. And then Aang starts all glowing blue. And we don't know what the fuck's happening. I remember watching that and she's like, what What did you do to me? He's like, I took away your bending. And I was like, did I fucking miss something? <laughs> right? Because it's never explained. And then, you know, because, you know, he goes to the lion turtle. And, you know, he t- you know, obviously we know that the lion turtles gave the power now. But, right. like, back then it was like, what the fuck just happened? Like the fuck is it when did you get this ability right it's like when this happens it's a fucking insane moment that's uh, why you know the amon stuff was so interesting because true. it's like the only person that can take away bending is goddamn the avatar so yep. what the fuck is you know what what the fuck is <laughs> uh amon doing amon yeah what like i remember sitting there just thinking about it for like four hours when they're like what the hell is he doing and then they're like i'm a bloodbender and i'm like well, I didn't see that coming. That was not one of my ten possibilities. Right. <laughs> Which I still want to know exactly how he does that, personally. Like, what does he I do? <laughs> I have no idea, man. You know, we, we've got uh, the live-action Netflix um, Avatar show coming up, which, yeah, I know that's scary to people because of how much that last Airbender movie was a disaster. But, you know, the original creators are working on this, sh- uh, this show. And, you know, this obviously is just going to be live action of the last airbender but um you know are you hopeful that you know if this goes really well it could possibly set up like a third series about an earth avatar um you know possibly like let's say netflix exclusive type of deal like are you are you do you have any sort of hopes for that i think since it's on netflix now it's more like accessible to people i think more it's uh definitely gotten a revitalized you know, kind of thing, because everyone's like, all right, especially with quarantine shit, everyone's like, oh, you know, Avatar hype, 
you know, I've heard good things about this. You know, a lot of people were probably turned off because, you know, it's quote unquote a cartoon. But, you know, the more you watch it, it's like, holy shit, this is one of the best shows I've ever fucking seen. You know, right. cartoon or not, you know, there's so many good, like, stories, character developments, lessons, etc. It's like, what the fuck? So, what I'd like to see, either one, they uh, do a book, or not book, uh, a third series with an earthbender, and then do one with a firebender and just round it out and call it a day. Or, they do, uh, like, an in-between, you know, the Korra and Aang series. Oh, I would love that. So, it's like, you know, Where they you get to see... all the comics. Yeah, like, like comic stuff, and then, you know, they, you get to see the, the buildings and of Republic City and pretty much how Aang dies and, you know, what ha- what the fuck happens to Sokka. No one fucking knows. True. You know, what what happens with May and uh, Zuko? Oh. Like, what happens with, you know, these other characters? Where'd the Kyoshi Warriors go? Like, what the fuck? They're not present in any, you know, any shit. Are they still around? I don't know. What happens with, you know, the Water Tribe is, you know, Sokka's dad, the chieftain of the Southern Pole or whatever, you know, all that shit. No, I actually saying that, you know, that's actually a really good point because with all of the content um, that happens in the comics for The Last Airbender, which all, like, all, like, what is it, six of them I said, with all six comics, they're all based on, like, post, like, right, I would say very close post last airbender you know i i know there's like an art design out there that's I, i'm pretty sure official of like team avatar from last airbender like as adults but not like the adult forms that we see you know in legend of Korra book one briefly you know like there's art design for them you know and so with uh i, I would love to see a last airbender sequel that would focus on the comics get all six comics adapted i mean that could easily be a couple books and then maybe like uh, a last book or two be like more time skip stuff where you get to see them as adults and kind of expand from there. And kind of the same thing that I would love to see with the core comics. Do, will it ever happen? I don't think so. I think The Last Airbender actually has a legitimate p- potential for this. With the live action series being based on The Last Airbender, it's more of the focus. It's more of the bread and butter of the series. I think it's a possibility. Uh, would I also like to see a, a new series about an Earth avatar? Sure. Um, you know, I, I know you said do a, a fire one and kind of round it out, but if they would do that, I personally think that we would only get the earth one and call it there because like, in a very small way, we already in a very small extent, got a lot of fire avatar action with all the avatar Roku backstory in uh, yeah, all yeah, the last episode. Actually, Avengers. yeah, going back, that's one of, also one of my favorite episodes. True. I forgot, I fucking forgot all about it. Those were the fucking episodes. Yeah, that's why book three is so goddamn good, man. True. Book three is so good. Yep. Book three fire is like light years ahead of every other book. And it's also got one of the best quotes in all of Avatar. Hey guys, Which Zuko, one? Hey Zuko, uh, Zuko here. <laughs> hey guys, Zuko here. <laughs> no, it's no, also got dumb. Sparky, Sparky Boom Man. Like, True. Yeah. <laughs> like how the fuck do you not like that? Yeah. No, um, I, I'm really excited to see what's going to come out of the of the live action show. I want to hope that it's going to be good. Uh, I know Netflix is pumping in some money to it. The original creators are on it. I'm getting some of the same vibes I, I'm getting with um, with uh, One Piece. You know, One Piece, they're putting a lot of money into it, the original creators working on it. But Josh brought up a lot of good po- 
a lot of good points involving like you know it's gonna be a lot of cgi so we'll see how that's gonna go but in terms of avatar i'm hopeful but i would say i'm more hopeful for what's gonna come afterwards like if the show does really well maybe we'll get this last airbender sequel series that we just talked about that will have all six comics you know animated and maybe we'll have you know, like a couple books that will be, or at least one book that will be like as them as, as adults, you will get to see, you know, baby Tenzin and, you know, kid Boomy and kid um, Kaya. And I, I that'd be you, you see what the fuck happens to Appa. Like that'd be a fucking sad ass episode when they have to fucking, you know, kill Appa or something. True. Uh, I just think, I think it'd be really fa- fascinating. I think, you know, even though we got to see, obviously, you know, just the trial for it, I think it'd be really cool to see any Yukon stuff, like a full, like a fleshed out Yukon couple episodes. I think that'd be pretty cool. A uh, right. lot, lot of potential, dude. This series has, this franchise has so much potential. Uh, I think Netflix taking, you know, getting like both Korra and Last Airbender on, on the, uh, on, on their uh, catalog is great. I think them doing the live action is great. Getting it out of Nickelodeon's hands, kind of, who's not going to do anything with it. If they could just get out of Nickelodeon's hands completely, if Netflix is like, yo, Nickelodeon, boom, slap a check down. It's like, yo, put your number on there. How much you want, we're taking it. <laughs> you know, that'd be amazing. Because then, you know, I would want to believe that Netflix, because I mean, like, I want to, I, I genuinely want to think that the original creators would love to do more with the series, but Nickelodeon doesn't want to do anything with it. They actually came out and said that they, you know, they wanted to, but they didn't want to do it right away because they're like, eh, we just got done Cora. We ain't going to do some shit for a while. But that was, you know, six years, six ago. years ago. Yeah. So, I so. Mean, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Really excited. Love, love Avatar. But uh, we'll go ahead and wrap up this episode now because we're actually approaching hour 40 minutes. Longest episode yet. Anyone that Yo. makes it through this episode, you are the real MVP and we love you for it. Uh, yeah, I made it through this episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I hope you got for anyone that actually made it here to the end. I hope you guys enjoyed uh, the, uh, the very first STS segment. If you enjoyed it, hey, let us know. Please comment below on like Castbox. I, w- I don't know if Spotify has comments. If it doesn't, hey, go 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 to our Twitter. You know, go to our Facebook, Instagram. Let us know. Like, hey, I really enjoyed STS. You know, maybe pitch some other stuff that you would like us to talk about on STS. Um, Join the DBA server. Watch the draft live. I mean, yeah, 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 I guess you could. That's where we do the yeah. draft at. We do the draft through a draft uh, text channel, just putting all uh, our selections in. So, yeah, I guess you can do that. But anyway, uh, we'll go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, Nick, man, I appreciate sitting through this very long-ass episode. I appreciate that. Uh, I get up my ass hurts, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I had a good time, though. I, I enjoyed the Avatar talk. But, hey, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'm Alex Light. We do have Nick, also known as Third Live, also known as Plug Daddy here. Hope you hope everyone has an absolutely phenomenal, positively super amazing, incredible day. And until next time, guys, later. Boy.